my first feminist conference. Well, where do I start? First, this blog is a few hours late. I'm going to be honest, the past few days have been so powerful that I've walked around a bit of a haze. There are going to be so many blogs that come from my experience at Philly 2018. I won't even try and do everyone and everything justice in this one blog. But I will tell you how it made me feel alive. It made me feel alive. Being around so many strong, amazing and powerful women made me feel like part of me come alive. Right up until the day before, I was wondering if I should stay on stage that I am not a feminist. If it would be okay to just say that. I felt like people should know that I'm not a feminist. I mean, I had checked my armpits and they were not hairy. And I don't care what size tissues I use. So I'm definitely not a feminist, right? So I arrived at the event, not sure what to expect from my first ever feminist conference. As I walked towards the building, there were people outside and music is playing. I walk inside and people greet me and I see the lovely Sally Jackson. She just sorts me out and tells me where to go. No rushing, no checking on what I can say and what I can't say. I walk into the main hall and wow, people everywhere. Mainly women, but also a few men and children. And everyone looks like it's Christmas Eve. Big old smiles on people's faces. You can tell that each woman in that room wants to be there and it's excited about what the day will hold. I found myself becoming caught up in the feeling my anxiety is leaving my body and I felt, dare I say, happy. We sit to have the opening talker. It's only bloody Kate Smurfwhite. I am like a starstruck groupie for a moment. I mean, I can be blunt and say how it is. I have no issues with saying things that others would not. But Kate is like the queen of putting people in their places. I sit and wait for her to speak and I'm not disappointed. She does not break me in gently from my first feminist conference, no. Her speech is fast and hard and tells it exactly like it is for us, survivors. She sits down and I feel breathless, like I want to go up and shout, go on Kate, tell them some more. But I don't, because whilst I've just walked on stage, I have no idea what's going on. A choir, did I hear them say? I don't listen to choirs. They then introduced women asylum seekers together. Okay, I think. Let's see what this is about. They start singing and it's about being far away from home. Goosebumps rush my skin as these women's voices fill the room, talking about the pain of being far from home but knowing that they can't go back because it's not safe. Tears prick my eyes and I'm going to cry within the first 20 minutes of being here. What is this place? They sing four songs and the last one is so upbeat that I get up and start dancing with tears in my eyes and it just feels like right here in this moment things are okay life is okay now if you imagine that's how i felt in the first 20 minutes you can imagine how the rest of the day went that's why i've struggled to get my thoughts straight i've seen heard and felt so many different things that i'm having an information overload a self-awareness overload next up is carol adams she is talking about the sexual politics of meat. Okay. I decide that I can zone out on this bit as this does not affect me. Within minutes of her talking, I was like a little kid listening to story time. Full on, mouth dropped open and not taking my eyes off her. She was saying and showing me things that I'd never seen in this light before. I won't even try and do the epic job 
that Carol does of telling how meat is being sexualized and how this is having an impact on the world. I won't go into detail about how savage and humane the world is regarding comparing the fragmented body of the woman to a rack of meat. I won't dare to try and explain why we need to change our ways. Just know this, she blew my mind. I was sitting there just thinking, how can I be alive for 38 years and not know this? I turned to my friend, my very educated friend next to me, expecting her to be smiling and nodding as if to say, oh yes, Kendra, these are the secrets we discuss at Feminist Conference, but no. She looks about 10 years old, mouth wide open, eyes wide, and she looks at me and she's as shocked and as amazed as I am. Then it's time for the smaller sessions. I choose something called my diagnosis. My daughter has just been diagnosed with autism, so I thought I would give it a go. Might find something interesting out. Bloody hell. That amazing Paula Sanchez of Autism Motherland spoke with honesty and was clear in what she was saying when talking about autism presenting in girls, and I wanted to cry. I wanted to say, yes, that's bang on. I wanted to say something, but someone behind me kept shouting out when I was going to, kept saying the stuff I was about to. It freaked me out at one point because we called something at the same time. I turned around to see who this genius twin was. We looked at each other with a smile and then, oh, it's you, laughed Jessica Eaton, was sitting behind me. We have been talking on Twitter and said that we would speak later here. And it seems they put the two people with the biggest mouths in the same room. Anyway, we'll come back to Jessica. She will be getting her own blog, that woman. Then a lady named Chelsea spoke about ADHD and being diagnosed late in life. It was like I just listened to my daughter's diagnosis and now they were talking about mine. Listening to how she was failed so many times, life was hard to navigate growing up, made me feel emotional again. If you get a chance, go and check out the project because it was truly amazing. It's called the Philia Project. Then the epic Elizabeth Gordon started speaking. Talking about the trauma of non-state torture. Her words and experience were a little too close to home at times and it made me rage with anger to know that this shit happened and is happening now. She uses art to express herself and then she created this. She painted a picture called Out of the Shadows. Break time, thank God. Don't think my brain could take any more of amazing women. Wait. They want to introduce me to Fiona Broadfoot, CEO of Builder Girl, who I want to be on the panel with. I hate meeting people. I always say something stupid. I walk over to her and introduce myself. I'm not sure what she'd be like. Little old me jumping on stage with her. So I walk over to introduce myself and stick my hand out and do the formal, hi. She grabs my hand, pulls me into a full bear, hu bear hug. Anyone who knows me knows that this would have killed me. And she just hugs me like I'm a long lost daughter and whispers in my ear, don't worry about nothing. You go in there and tell them your story and I'll be right there next to you. I said, I'm worried that I'll swear. And she said, bollocks to that. And if anyone doesn't like them, fuck it. She then carried on hugging me and I liked it. I felt safe. It felt real. I leave my newfound idol for life. Swear down Fiona will get her own blog as well. I need to eat. I'm speaking in 40 minutes and I'm feeling sick. I finally get some homemade Jamaican patties and take myself outside to eat alone. I feel like I just need a few minutes on my own. I see a nice quiet space and start walking over. And as I do, I see a woman, about 20, 22, crying badly. 
I walk over and ask the stupidest question. Are you okay? Clearly not, Kendra. She's in the right state. Then she answers with the stupidest answer. Yes. I decide to ignore both our stupidness and sit down next to her. It turns out that she is a survivor and some of the groups she has been in has triggered her. I told her that was normal, that healing takes time, that the tears must come to make things better. She tells me part of her story, how hard it has been. She tells me about how she turned that adversity into positive and now running a drama group to help others in the same kind of situations. I tell her that she is amazing. She asks me who I am and who and if I'm speaking. I open the program and point to my picture. She, look, she, she looks shocked and says, you're speaking in a minute. I say, yep, and tell her that I need to get up, get some food and for her to enjoy the rest of the day. My uneaten patty goes in the bin. I need to find the organisers so I know to keep an eye on her. I do and it's done. Time to meet my other panel speaker, Zoe. The amazing Zoe from Rain. When I introduce Zoe, she's in sensory overload and not coping well, so we all sit together to try and calm this. We sit on the grass and Fiona ends up with a wet patch on her bum. She swears she didn't work herself. And Zoe is ready to do this, but suddenly I am not, not one little bit. And that's it. I suddenly find myself on stage with Fiona and Zoe, no food eaten, head racing with emotions, and I am first on. I'll speak about my talk in a separate blog, but all you need to know right now is that it was epic. It was the best talk I ever gave. It was raw. I just got up there, pure emotion, and wow, it felt amazing. And you know what the first thing I said was? Hello, I'm Kendra Houseman. I didn't think I was a feminist, but you know what? I bloody am. Because I am, with every inch of my soul. I am here to support all people, but... I'm fueled and empowered by ensuring that no girl ever goes through what I did, that no woman ever feels alone in a DV relationship like I did. No woman will feel worthless. A lot happened over the past two days, and as you can see, I've got lots to tell you. And I swore. Every woman should attend a feminist conference at least once in their life. You may walk away thinking, nah, not for me, but you must go to feel the electricity, to feel the love, and a feeling of solidarity. So, my name is Kendra Houseman and I am a feminist, but I don't have hairy armpits. Well, not yet. 